think of those words that your customers are using. Think of the hashtags that they might be looking at and go and search on that hashtag. Go through those posts. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 22. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. Hello and welcome back. This is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. From Response Suite. We're very excited to have you here for yet another episode, and it's a doozy. We'll get into that in the next in just few a few time. moments' time. Yes, we've been speaking to a lot of people about surveys and using surveys in their marketing and the massive value of that. We've actually been running some surveys on behalf of some of our clients this week, which has been really exciting, and seeing the results they've been getting using the Response Suite platform. And of course, if you're not already running surveys in your business as part of your marketing, then hot potatoes you should be. And what's really exciting over here at Response Suite is we've just launched do, 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 do. what Robert? A very a very own 14-day free test drive of Response Suite, which means you can hop in, take it for a spin and uh, and see how it works. Actually use it in your business and start getting results for no cost. No cost whatsoever. You'll be able to see the massive benefits of being able to have a, a, a survey campaign or a survey platform, which actually integrates with your email marketing tools and is built specifically for marketing. So when somebody takes your survey, you'll be able to segment them in your email marketing system so you can follow up with them correctly. You can take them directly to unique thank you pages, depending on what they say in their surveys. And you can literally offer almost like a choose your own adventure story for that person, every single different person who comes in your business based on their responses to a survey. The results we're seeing personally are enormous and incredible. Yeah. In fact, just before we recorded this, uh, we actually just looked at the results of a survey that one of our clients is running. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's in a very obscure niche selling information products online. And the truth is when he looked at all of his subscribers, there's a couple of thousand of them, he couldn't quite tell who was a beginner, who was a professional, who was somewhere in the middle and what they wanted. So he ran a survey and it's really neatly segmented those subscribers. So now when he goes to do the next promotion, he can make sure that he's putting the perfect offer in front of the perfect person. Just imagine what that would be like if you could do that right now. Yeah, and what's really lovely is, yes, we're doing this campaign from right now as a one-off, but what's really interesting is when you take that to the next level and he puts it in as part of a campaign. So when somebody joins his list, in the first few days of joining his list, they're going to see this, this, this survey and he's going to be able to find out about every single person who comes into his business and not have to wait a year before he starts to understand his customers. So exciting. So do check out the free trial. You'll be able to find that over at responsesuite.com right now. So without further ado, today's guest is the lovely Teresa Heath Waring. Uh, she is a fellow Brit like us mm-hmm. and an expert in social media. And so uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about Instagram today, which is something we were really interested to find out exactly how she's using it in her business and also for, for her clients, a bunch of burning questions. She's been speaking all over the world at all kinds of conferences and now she's here to speak to us. So Teresa, hello. Welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How are you doing? I am really good, thank you, and very happy to be here. Excellent. It's a pleasure. Let's dive in <laughs> and talk straight away about the Instagrams. Uh, yeah. So obviously things are changing all the time. This is one of these things where everything's driven by algorithms and rules and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So right now in, in 2018, what's the strategy for growing a following on Instagram kind of without getting banned? And you know, do, do these kind of follow, unfollow campaigns work? Can you get you know, valuable followers or do you just get back scratchers who equally just want more people following them? What, what's the right way to do it today? Yeah, I think that's a real good point, actually, because there are lots of people who use that strategy in order to grow their following on, on the, you know, the platforms where that works. So Instagram, Twitter, those sort of things. 
the, I have to say, that's not the worst strategy in the world. It depends how you're doing it. So if you are literally going in and following a load of people and then giving it a day or two, or not even that in some instances, and then unfollowing a load of people, then you are literally just trying to build your followers. And that isn't a, well, that would help grow your followers, but are they the right followers? Are they going to actually give you any benefit whatsoever? So for me, it's about kind of quality over quantity. I would much rather have a thousand followers who thought I was amazing and interacted with me all the time than 10,000 who literally never even liked a post. Mm. So for me, if you're going to be growing your audience, there's a couple of ways that I would do it. One, Obviously, following people helps, but be really strategic about that. Don't just kind of go off on a tangent and follow whoever. Make sure you understand fully who your customer is, who is your audience, and go and find those people. So you can either go and find them through using a hashtag or say you've got a competitor or someone that you know does something similar to you and therefore their audience will be your audience. Then go and strategically follow people and every so often, you know, so once a week, I would probably go in and follow, I don't know, 20, 30 people, something like that. But for me, one of the best ways is through, unfortunately, hard work and genuine kind of interaction. So I will go in and look at people's Instagram feed, or I will often go in to say someone that I follow and go and have a look at their followers, or I will look at who's commented on one of their posts. And then I will go and have a look at their Instagram feed and I will like some pictures and I will comment on some pictures, but I never do the whole best post ever or some spammy, horrible comment, which you get all the time. The best one I had was I started a brand new Instagram account for for me. And I literally did the first post and they wrote best post ever. And it's like, yeah, it's my only post. But they hadn't even obviously looked, they must have just been copying and pasting. So if I am going to comment, I genuinely comment on something. I will A, want to comment on it first off. I won't just put something for the sake of putting something, but I will genuinely say, this is really good. I love this. Oh, great quote, great tip, great picture, great whatever it is. And I'll make sure I pick something up specifically from that post so they know that I am actually paying attention and looking at what they're doing but for me unfortunately it's not kind of some quick win how you're going to grow quickly and it's not easy to grow super fast Mm. on Instagram unless you are happy to do the kind of spam follow non-follow and then you can grow fairly quickly but if you're going to be doing it genuinely it is going to take some time and the other annoying thing is you will lose followers as well because obviously there are lots of people out there doing what we've just talked about and therefore if you don't follow them back they're going to unfollow you so what is a good comment to put then okay you comment on something maybe something specific about that photograph or that image mm-hmm. or that post or whatever and how do you do you link it back to you like hey this is awesome we also talked about that on this blog post or do you go that overt do you are you more subtle is is yeah. it like no links don't do that what's the problem <laughs> do you know what i i genuinely just comment for the sake of having a conversation i've well, I say I very rarely, I don't know I've ever pointed them back to me. I don't think I've ever gone, look this, you know, I, again, you must've seen the post where they're like, check out my profile. 
And it's like, but you know, that's not a great opener. It's kind of like the way I relate, uh, I relate social media conversations is imagine having that conversation in real life. Mm. Imagine walking up to someone for the first time and going, Hey, lovely jacket. Have you checked out my website? Like <laughs> that is not going to work. People are going to be like, you're crazy. So I try and imagine if I was physically talking to them, what would I say? And in a relationship building scenario, in a just trying to make you aware that you exist, you wouldn't ever jump straight into some kind of click the link in my bio, like my post, follow me or anything. You would literally just say, oh, that's great. Do you know, I had this experience of blah, 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 blah. And like I said, I try and imagine it as a conversation. If I was actually talking to that person what would I say? Because then it's, it comes across so much more real. It's massive. People, so many people, it's easy to forget that there are actually people behind yeah. the internet. Like when we send those snotty emails to people going, you're, a, you're an idiot, I hate you, da, 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 this is terrible. I think it's easy to, to forget. You know, mm. your response, we, you know, when we, we're lucky in that we don't get many. I think we've had one nasty sort of nasty pasty customer saying, mm. being angry. And I think when I saw that and I saw Grace dealing with it, I was like, these people just forget there's a real human yeah. uh, behind, behind all of this stuff. And it's the same on social. There are people, usually not robots, uh, behind mm. all those things. And one of the really great ways that people talk about getting people engaged with their content for people searching for content to engage with is the old hashtag. Yes. And it's, that's the thing. Sometimes on, on, on Twitter and on Facebook, you'll see like a bajillion, especially mm. on Instagram, you'll see a bajillion hashtags like hashtag awesome, hashtag abs. Not, not only am I, but... <laughs> yeah, mine neither. <laughs> <laughs> how many is a good number of hashtags? And like, how do you pick which ones to use? Where do you find them? Yeah. Where do you put them? Talk hashtags, baby. <laughs> I've never had that said to me before now. I quite like it. Okay. <laughs> so a great question. On Instagram, hashtags are really important. Almost, I'm going to put my neck out there and say, of all the platforms, Instagram is probably the most important to use hashtags on. Now, you can use up to 30 hashtags on every single post, and that doesn't matter where you put it. So, for instance, let's say as I'm writing my comment for my post, I included four hashtags, then obviously I And then if I'm going to put some more in comment number one, I've only got 26 that I can use left. So it's 30 in total, no matter where you're putting them. Now, some people think that if you are using 30 hashtags, it's a little bit spammy. Mm. And I get it. It does look a bit spammy. And it's obvious that you're using those hashtags to reach those audiences. But I think you kind of have to have to see how you feel about that, to be honest, because I don't actually mind so much because I'm trying to reach the right audiences. And I feel that the hashtags that I use reflect those audiences. So in terms of finding your hashtags, think about what is it that your customers will be hashtagging, not what you want to hashtag. So for instance, if I am a social media manager that deals with clients and I put the hashtag social media manager, the only other people using that hashtag are social media managers. So Mm. we often make the mistake of hashtagging the thing that we are or the thing that is involved with our business. When what we should be doing is, and it keeps coming back and you guys will know this better than anybody, 
always to know your audience, know who you're talking to, because they're the ones, you know, once you know them, the hashtags that they're using are going to be the ones that you want to use in your business. So for instance, um, one hashtag that I sometimes use, and I have to say, I'm not a big fan of it. I used to like, it used to make my, I don't know, make my back go funny every time I thought of it. Like is mumpreneur and I'm not keen, I have to say. Mm -hmm. However, I know that lots of my audience, especially when I'm talking to a female audience, I don't just talk to female audiences, but if I am, then they will use that hashtag. So therefore, if I want to reach out to them and I want to engage with them, then I'm going to have to use the hashtags that they use. But the other thing that you want to do is don't go too big. So like, for instance, hashtag abs, which as I said, I have never ever used and can't actually ever see a reason that I would, but that hashtag must be humongous. There must be millions of people using that hashtag and you don't want to go too big because you will be lost in a sea of noise. So actually you want to be looking at hashtags that are probably getting a few thousand, maybe up to a hundred thousand posts on that hashtag. If you're getting into the millions, so for instance, mumpreneur would be one of, one of them. Entrepreneur would be another one. If you're getting into the millions, the chances of you being found and the chances of you standing out are much slimmer. So therefore it would be much more beneficial to pick a hashtag that is not so big, but try and go really specific, try and link a couple of words together. So for instance, you know, if you were selling shoes, you wouldn't just put hashtag shoes, you might put hashtag pink shoes if they were pink, for instance, you know, so try and get a bit more specific in with the hashtags that are using. And then, sorry, go on. No, no, I was, just, I was wondering, so the point of the hashtag is that's the way that people are going to find you by searching for the hashtags. Is that how it works? So should yes. you only really hashtag stuff that you think people will search for? So for example, if I've just invented something and I've got some weird name for it, would I put hashtag weird name of my new widget or would I not do that? Yeah, that's a really good point. And people often make up their own hashtags. Right. And that's, that's fine. You can do that. But you've got to be aware that no one is going to be searching on that hashtag. Like you said, if you're doing it for the reason where you are um, trying to get followers or trying to reach your audience through that hashtag, it isn't going to work if you are literally just making something up. So if you want to, and if you think that it's going to get bigger and people are going to start using it, then by all means still use it. But obviously you're going to need to use other hashtags around that as well. And in terms of placement, you can put your hashtags in your actual main comment when you're writing it. Um, that's where sometimes it looks a bit spammy because if people see a load of hashtags in that comment, they get a bit like, oh, okay. But then you can also put them in comment one. So what you can do is you can hit sort of send on your Instagram post, but then you have to go immediately and literally do not delay. As soon as you hit go on that post, you need to put your hashtags into your comment one if you're going to do it that way. Don't let there be any gap because otherwise you'll have kind of lost the momentum, if you like, in terms of people picking it up. The other last tip on the hashtags that I do is I have I have Evernote on my phone and I literally store so many bulk 
lots of like different lots of hashtags. Mm. So if I'm going to do one about travel, I've got a load of hashtags about travel. If it's about, you know, motivation, I've got loads about motivation. So don't sit there and think you have to type out these hashtags every single time. That's really interesting. And the other side of the coin that we maybe have a quick chat about is, so that's how we use hashtags and actually place them on our posts. But mm. in terms of the opposite of using them to find other people's content to maybe yeah. comment on, how does that work? So again, you know, think of those words that your customers are using. Think of the hashtags that they might be looking at and go and search on that hashtag, go through those posts. And again, you know, I don't tend to do a kind of you know, hit all with a like or hit all with a comment, I will literally go down and go, oh, I love that picture. That's great. Or, oh, that's a brilliant quote. Or that's a, you know, a good, interesting picture. And then I will go and comment or talk to those people. But again, with no agenda. And I know it seems like, well, God, this is a lot of work for this. But unfortunately, you know, I'd love to say there was a quick way, but it is a lot of work. You know, you do have to put that effort in if you're going to build a true and real following. I love that. And I love the idea of having this sort of permanent swipe file on your phone where you can just copy Mm. and paste and swipe them across into the post. And I suppose having those there, if you decide, right, okay, I'm going to post this this piece of content and then I'm going to instantly, as you said, instantly go Mm. and post the the hashtags in the first comment, like having that there is essential because otherwise it's going to take you a few minutes of sitting and tapping away. So uh, thumbs, thumbs going mental. Exactly. And you know, I literally, if I do that, if I'm going to put it in the first comment, then what I do is I literally, before I hit go, I go and copy and paste them ready and then, or I copy them. And then as soon as I've hit go, I go into that post and I paste them. The other thing I do just quickly on the hashtags is sometimes I will include hashtags in the post that is specific to the post. So for instance, let's say you are, um, I put a picture up the other day of me and Laguna Beach when I was over for a conference and um, I'm on the beach. So I hashtagged in the post Laguna Beach, you know, travel or something else or, you know, sea, sand, waves, whatever the kind of words were. Sometimes you can hashtag a location, a feeling, And then in comment number one, I used my more generic hashtags that I would use kind of over and over. It's a really interesting structural thing, actually. I think that's a real big takeaway. I think what's nice about this is once somebody's found you through the hashtags, they click through to look at your profile, then hopefully they're going to follow you. So what are the kind of the top tips to building a brilliant profile? What should the the, the profile image be? What text? Do you put links in there? If so, what are they? How do you structure that? So obviously, one of the first things I'd say is try and be consistent with the rest of your social media. Now, with common names or common themes, it's going to be hard because you might get that name on Twitter and not get it on Instagram or vice versa. So try and stick with the same name so that you can say, this is where you find me. Again, when think about your profile picture, if you're a person, then you need a picture of you and a fairly a close up shot of you, obviously recent or something where I'm going to realize that's you. Again, if it's the same as other profiles, then great. If you're a business, then I would absolutely put that logo in your, um, in your profile picture, make sure it's not squashed or cropped. Obviously it's a circle it's got to get into. So make sure that you are having it fully in that circle and I can make out what it is. Now, if you are early doors of your business and you're about to create a brand, then hopefully your designer will understand that that's got to go into a social profile and therefore the kind of clearer and bolder works best because I can identify it quickly. Because you've got to think as I'm scrolling down that feed, I see that 
profile picture really small. So as strong and bold as you can make it. Then in your bio, you're going to put a bit about who you are and what you do. Try and again, think about your audience. Think about why do they want to follow you? This isn't the kind of, you know, Teresa show, I'm awesome, I'm brilliant. This, it's my customers. It's my followers. So what am I offering them? I use emojis in my bio that helps it stand out. I also type it in notes. And actually I do this for my comments on my posts as well. So I will type the comment in notes. I do a hard return because Instagram is a bit funny with text. So if you get to at the end of a sentence, don't let, let there be any space after that full stop. Hit return. And then I put, a, say, an emoji in or I put an emoji somewhere and then hit, you know, and then start a new sentence. Again, get to the end, hit return. And then I copy and paste that into Instagram because otherwise it might not put your returns in for you. And therefore a block of text can look quite hard. Mm. The only link you get on Instagram is in your bio. You don't get any other link anywhere else. So think about this, choose it really carefully. So for me, my objective at the moment on my Instagram account and generally is my podcast is trying to get people to go and listen to the podcast. So therefore the link in my bio is my podcast link. If my objective was to get people signed up onto my email list, then I might put that link as a landing page link. So have a think about it and also change it. So I did a campaign recently where I was promoting a checklist in order to get people on my email list. So I changed the bio link for a little while and in my posts and on Insta story, I would say, click the link in the bio. And then obviously when I finished that campaign, I changed it back to the one that I'm using. But don't make the mistake of just literally sending them to your website. Try and think of what you're trying to get out of this in order to get them to do the thing you want them to do. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so once somebody set up their profile, uh, what's the kind of posting schedule they should follow? Is there like a set one that works best on Instagram? Does it depend on different people? And how do you figure out what kind of content you should be posting? Ah, okay. This is a good one and a big one. So it's kind of no hard and fast rule, I'm afraid. And I know people are like so frustrated when we do this because it's like we're politicians and we don't give a straight answer. But unfortunately, with most things to do with social media, it's trial and error. What might work for me and my audience may not work for you and your audience. So it's about seeing what works and seeing what people interact with. So if I give you what works for me, then that might give you a starting point. Now I can commit, because this is also really important, what can you commit to doing? I can commit to doing a post every single day on Instagram. And I know that doesn't sound a lot, but actually the time and effort I put into my posts are huge. So therefore one post for me is probably where my limit is. That post normally goes at kind of either first thing in the morning between sort of eight or nine, or if I don't hit that time slot, I actually wait till about five or six, because those tend to be the times in which I get the most response really. In terms of what to post, again, go back to that audience. And again, you guys know this inside out, that it's so important to understand what your audience want from you. So think about your audience and think about what is it they want to receive. 
do they want to follow you because your lifestyle and because they like seeing what you do and where you go and you know what you're wearing do they follow you because you give loads of tips away do they follow you because you are constantly posting travel stuff you know why are people following you and give them that content the other thing I do is I plan out my content. Like I said, Instagram for me is a really hard working account. I have to spend a lot of time on it. So I tend to have around nine themes that I follow because obviously when you think of the grid, you get kind of nine images come up straight away. And those nine themes might be things like books. So I do a lot of reading. So I post pictures of me, the reading or me talking about the latest book. I always post a picture of me. And in fact, I probably post two in every nine of me. Um, Because obviously one of my things is I want you to get to know my face and I want you to get to know me as a person. Then I will post um, a quote. I then might post something that is a tip. I might post about my family. I post about coffee because I need a lot of coffee to get me through. Um, I might post about something at the weekend. So I normally post a picture of cocktails or fears or something like that. So I come up with kind of nine categories of things to post. And that way you can think to yourself, okay, I've read three books that I thought were brilliant. That's one of my nine categories. I've got three things that I can put in that category. And you can start kind of thinking ahead and planning ahead. Also, when I go out somewhere, if I'm going to take a photo, I'll think to myself, actually, this is a great shot. And I could do one at this angle. And then I could do one at this angle and I can use that picture twice. So just trying to think ahead. And those nine categories can really help you plan your sort of what you're going to be posting over the the coming weeks. But like I said, for me, it's a kind of get to know what your audience like. Once a day is more than enough for me. And, you know, my audience might be okay to have more than one a day, but for me, that kind of works fine. And think about what it is that they are asking for. What do they want to see rather than necessarily what you want to post? Excellent. It's really cool. And that, that's a great answer, you know, to be able to allow people to find what's going to work for them. And I guess you look at, you know, what other people are doing, kind of model that and adapt it to suit your personality too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to roll into a special segment in the podcast now uh where <laughs> what's going to happen is uh, my colleague kennedy over here hello that's him uh, is going <laughs> to sing a song a song that i have selected uh, at random and he is going to sing it in the style of a typical british club singer and then your job <laughs> teresa is to try and work out and, and of course dear listener is to try and work out what it is and okay the answer at the end of the episode at the end so, of the episode are you ready sir <clears throat> i think I, i'm i think i'm ready fire okay. away <laughs> Oh my goodness. Our entire office is in hysterics right now. Oh my goodness. I do you know what I always have been rubbish at this, but I've no idea. Well we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. (laughs) We will indeed. I'm excited. (laughs) <laughs> on to the subject because this you know this is fascinating stuff and i thought it was a really good place to stop and take a breather yeah, yeah. <laughs> just dropping loads of knowledge bombers left right and center here so we've got a brilliant profile we've figured out our schedule that's working for us and the type of content that's working that's great but then what do we do with people so how do we actually move people from instagram where does that fit into a sales funnel where do we take them yeah great question so 
Instagram, as I mentioned earlier, you are, you, you only have one link in your whole Instagram profile. There is nowhere else you can link unless you have over 10,000 followers and then you get the magical, amazing swipe up feature. Wouldn't we all love that? So um, if you get to over 10,000, you get the swipe up and you can use links within Insta story. However, if you don't have that, which lots of people don't, then your only link is in your bio. So for me, again, think of that objective. Think about what is it you're trying to get people to do and have your post lean back to that thing. Now, not every post is going to do it. And you don't really want every post to be like, don't forget to click the link in the bio because it sounds a bit spammy and salesy. But what I would be doing is maybe every couple of posts, depending on what your link is, be telling them and you've got to be quite direct because people need to be told in the nicest sense of the word but people do need to be directed to be told to do something so if you've got a link in the bio that is going to your podcast then for instance you know put up a nice picture and then when you in your comments talk about whatever the story is or whatever the kind of comment is then at the bottom of that put click the link in my bio to find out more or to listen or whatever it is and insta stories is a great one for this because insta stories is a fantastic tool within instagram anyway but it's a really good one for you to kind of direct people back to your bio and get them to click that link in there that makes a lot of sense. So this is cool. We've got Insta stories is, is coming up. This is mm-hmm. uh, really great stuff. So to kind of wrap this up, do you have any other ninja tips for doing great business on Instagram? So like, yeah, I was trying to think what's like really ninja tips, but unfortunately some of these are just like a bit dull sounding, but they are so important. So the first one, take a good picture. Oh man, this is like, real basic stuff but you'd be amazed the people that put up the most horrendous pictures and the point is you almost don't even have to take a picture nowadays there are a million stock images out there there are a million free image resources and although personally I prefer to have one of my own images go up I have used some stock in the past but as long as I mix it with my stuff I'm okay so make sure the image is good because you've got to attract someone's attention make sure that you show your face so if you are a brand and you are trying to build you as the brand then I need to see you I need to see pictures of you and again I spend time and money investing in proper photos having a photographer take some photos of me because that's so important and then the last one be consistent and I know it's like the dullest ninja tip in the world however being consistent is so important because people need to know that if they show up that you're going to be there to show up too whereas if they show up and you're not there and they were expecting you to be there then they're going to have doubts as to whether you're there again in the future. Absolutely. I mean, just looking at your Instagram feed, if anybody checks it out, uh, they'll know there's just just a, a plethora of fantastic images. And Thanks. you're taking some of them yourself. And obviously there's some yep. ones in there. Just really communicates that warmth, that personality, all that stuff. And people need to make that personal connection with. It's, it's absolutely yeah. Yeah. We're now going to move into what we lovingly call the quick fire round. We're going to fire some questions at you and quick and pacey responses all around, please. Okay. You don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player. So the first one, a book that you recommend. Oh, difficult. So many good books, but I'm going to go with the E-Myth Revisited. Love it. Personal favorite too. High five. What is your top success habit? Something you perhaps do weekly, regularly, monthly, whatever. 
daily, I always learn. Podcasts, Audible are my best friends. Every single day, I learn something new. Who do you look up to? Oh, in my world, I would say, uh, if I can pick two, Amy Porterfield and James Wedmore, they kill it in my world. Ah, love Amy. Absolutely Um, love her. Um, How do you define success? uh, Positive feedback from people and knowing that I've made a difference. The most important question of all, who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? Uh, Rob, sorry, Kennedy. What? <laughs> I sang on a podcast. Because I didn't sing, that's what it is. Why, Rob? Oh, okay, look at that, why? <laughs> Finally, we've, you've shared so much stuff. I know you've got absolutely loads more to share with people. Where can folks go to find out more about you? Okay, so they can visit com or just search Teresa Heath Wearing anywhere on any social platform and I am there. You are, and we'll link to all of that in the show notes, which folks... Awesome. you will find over at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash zero two two remember if you didn't take any notes during this don't worry our grace in the office has done all of that for you and with links to uh, Teresa's various social platforms so you can model and see what she's doing to make a massive difference online thank you so much once again Teresa for being our guest no worries thank you for having me so that's how you become famous on Instagram there you go you'll have your hair all over the place before you know it Robert. I'm going to be bigger than Kim Kardashian you well yes if you keep eating the, if you keep eating the way you are yes <laughs> <laughs> that's it for another episode if, remember if you haven't already taken all the notes you want to then make sure you do you go and check out the show notes you'll find them exactly where at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash zero two two that's where they are and if you haven't already then make sure you do hit us up on the twitter and or the instagram and the facebooks and all that sort of stuff you'll find us at response suite and if you haven't already left us a review on your favorite your favorite platform for these podcasts please do it really helps us out and would really and we read every single one of them and we do reply to them too thank you so much we will be back with another guest next week ta-ra don't miss a thing thing. check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com